What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly. This is episode 174 in year four. And today, we thought we weren't going to have anything to talk about. But apparently, Matt Reeves has dropped a whole bunch of news regarding the Batman. And uh, we're going to talk about that. Plus, a new Harley Quinn Joker podcast, which might be interesting. We're going to talk about it. And then, of course, fewer questions and comic reviews. But Clay, how is your day going, man, before we jump into this? Uh, not too bad, you know, uh, had to work today, uh, went by a little bit faster than I thought it was going to. So that's not too bad at all. Uh, got all of my reading done at work. Uh, nice. so that was, that was nice. Well, half of my reading, I, I, I did most of it yesterday and then I was like, oh crap, I still have this book in this book. So yeah. I read those today, uh, but overall pretty good day. What about yourself? Uh, my day's going all right. Uh, I'm trying to, you know, I, I was sick for the longest time. And so now I'm starting to feel a little bit better. And I'm starting to go for like my walks again, which was something I haven't done. I need to start taking my dog out. But he's so wild at times. And I'm just like, man, do I really want to deal with you. And I've never really, ta- I don't know, like for a dog his size, because he's pretty small. I don't know how far he can go. You know what I mean? Like when it comes to <laughs> before walking, you have to start carrying. Yeah, him and so I'm just like, <laughs> what am I gonna do with him? Like, so, can, do I? Question. Yeah. Uh, how old is he? He's not even a year old yet. So technically, technically, learned this when I got my dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, your dog is not allowed to go outside where other dogs have possibly been until after they're four months old. Uh, oh okay, yeah, he's way older than that. Okay, but he's, he's not. He's but he's not one years old yet. No, I think he was born in like February or April, one of those. Like, so he's, okay. he's coming up pretty close. But yeah, no, my my aunt still had him at the time when he was not doing any of that. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's been good. He has his shots and everything. But I'm just I don't know if he'll just like kill over and like <laughs> you know just be there because we got to. I, I like to walk a good distance. So I don't know if he's going to be cool with that at the same time. But he's also like, you know, he's still so young that he doesn't stay on one side of me. He like runs back and forth and goes, tries to go well, around I was going to say, he probably has enough energy to yeah. last that long. Yeah, so yeah. I, I would test it. Yeah, so I got to do that at some point. But I'm just like, man, I just want to do my walk. <laughs> like, I ain't trying to walk <laughs> you. But I think he needs it because he's he's been a pain in the ass lately. Um but so there's that's kind of that but yeah i've been trying to like get a little bit more into like a workout situation uh i'm transitioning to working on a new thing at my job uh, my editing job so that's going to be happening and then um yeah just kind of gearing up to launch the new channel because i i feel like i've missed a lot being sick for so long so that's kind of how my day's been um but yeah uh, pretty much it but let's dive in to some freaking batman first let's actually knock out the podcast stuff so this was interesting because you dropped this in the Discord today, and it is a Harley Quinn and the Joker Sound Mind uh, podcast that is going to be one of Spotify's exclusive podcasts that they have that deal with DC going on. Um, and this comes from IGN, who has the exclusive synopsis of what this uh, podcast is going to be about. It is uh, said... We've heard Harley Quinn's origin story, the one where she's uh, where she was manipulated into being the Joker's dotty, Mad Love. Um, but what if there was more to it? 
what if there's a Gotham City where Harley let the Joker believe she loved him to get what she needed? When we meet Dr. Quinzel, she's fresh out of grad school, a new psychologist at Arkham Asylum, determined to help the patients her colleagues have written off. But her dad is sick and in need of an expensive life-saving operation she can't afford. Pushed to her breaking point, Harleen is tired of playing by the rules when she meets patient J, a, a manic inmate able to manipulate everyone but her. Harley makes a fateful decision to use her relationship with the Joker to get what she wants, leading both of them down a dangerous path that will change them, Bruce Wayne and Gotham City forever. Um, takes on the synopsis. So, of course, this is just the original take on yes. Harley and Joker, but the roles have reversed. Yeah. Um, interesting. Uh, very woman empowerment. Mm. Um, I am okay with it. Thing is, when it comes with stuff like this, uh, you know, I, I kind of get triggered by uh, some of the like the last statement. Uh, change them, yeah. Bruce Wayne and Gotham City forever. Um, I don't know why it's 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 something that even like comic book synopsises use. It's just like yeah, uh, Zadarsky so much. Zadarsky said something along the lines of changing like Batman you, forever or some shit like do that. Do you too. know that? majority of the writers who are attached to those books write their own synopsis. Yeah. Yeah. So and I, would I be the ones to write that. Yeah. <laughs> Raphael or somebody pointed out that like, you know, they rather have somebody overhype their book or something like that. I don't know, because I guess, I don't know. I just, I wouldn't want to super overhype my book, but I understand that it makes sales. I don't know what Raphael said. Uh, Raphael, if you're listening to this, like if you remember that conversation, I remember you saying something that you don't have a problem with it, um, but I forgot your reasoning. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I hate those sayings because I personally wouldn't want to set my, I wouldn't want to set expectations super high. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, now, granted, depending on how people view you personally, they're going to set those expectations for themselves, you know? So you, that's not really in your control, but I wouldn't be out here being like, it's going to be better than fucking Frank Miller and Grant Morrison combined. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to make the killing joke look like child's play. Like, I wouldn't be saying <laughs> shit like that. And I don't understand why people do that. But, you know, now, it is what it is. And again, with this, like, uh, I think it was even uh, Drew that, that mentioned it. Uh, Justin Hartley is going to be Batman in this. Mm -hmm. So Justin Hartley has officially been Green Arrow, Aquaman, and now Batman. So uh, I think that's pretty cool that he has now played three characters within the DC universe. Uh, Aquaman unofficially, technically. Uh, but I, I'm excited to see how he plays Batman because, again, I have finished Batman Unburied. Did not like... Uh, uh, Winston Duke's Batman voice, like I said, mm -hmm. he went the bail route and was just like very scratchy, and, yeah. and it was horrible. I, I absolutely hated it. Um, so I'm interested to see how Justin takes his Batman. Um, because I have also finally watched the first part of uh, the 
Oh shoot! Was it? Uh, what was the Batman animated movie that was two parters? Uh, this. Oh, oh, wasn't it The Dark Knight? No, no, no. no. The the one recently. Oh, Long Halloween. Long Halloween. I've seen the yeah. first part of Long Halloween, uh, part one, and Jensen Ackles, uh, being Batman, don't like his Batman voice. Mm, um, I haven't seen it because he tries too much to be his own voice. Like he doesn't really add anything to it. Yeah, and so it just sounds weird. Yeah, uh, I think so, it's very hard to get a good Batman voice and a good Joker voice, to be honest. Yes, very yeah. much so. Uh, really interested to see how this uh, comes about as far as because uh, what this is going to be at the end of this month. Uh, I yeah, think it's said January 31st. Uh, uh, it's first two episodes were actually wait. No, no, oh, they're talking about the Batman Unburied. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure when this one comes out. Uh, uh yeah uh listeners will be able to listen to this on january 31st yeah yeah uh so excited to to get that listening in uh christina ritchie love yeah. her so cool. i think that she will make a wonderful harley quinn uh and i am pretty sure like within the first day of this podcast people are gonna be like Christina Ritchie for Harley Quinn in the DC Universe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, uh, DC Twitter is fucking stupid. <laughs> um, from what I've been seeing a lot lately. Uh, I already saw people talking shit about this podcast, though, already, too, on Twitter. So, you know, it getting announced, which is, it is what it is. I mean, I'm curious. I want, The one thing I'm curious is, is if people are going to think this is tied to the Joker somehow. Because it's Harley Quinn and Joker, you know, because at oh, first probably. when I saw the art, I thought it was Lady Gaga. Like when I first saw it, I was like, oh, are they doing a podcast like to kind of introduce Gaga's character? That's what I, I thought. I could see that. I could you know? see that. And then Definitely. I was like, oh, no, it's not because it's also sound mind. You know, it's supposed to be a musical. Yeah. So I was just all like, hmm, uh, interesting. Uh, as for the premise of it, eh, I don't care. You know, I'm I'm not super into these. Like, I think audio dramas are great. I haven't actually sat down and listened to them, to be honest. Uh, I will say the ones I have listened to of Doctor Who are awesome. So I I don't put it past these being great. But I will say the you know, synopsis for it doesn't. I don't really care. Um, Joker and Harley. I feel like there's a lot that can be like still explored there. But everybody tries to go with the like empowering Harley stuff all the time. And I'm like, we have a lot of that. I kind of would like to see more of the mid part of the relationship still, you know, like more of her being his sidekick and kind of seeing where that goes and seeing like moments of her changing of like, that's a little far, Mr. J, you know, and doing stuff like that. And then maybe him kind of freaking out a little bit, but. You know, I get it. Everybody wants to try to do something different and try to put their stamp on these characters, but uh, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, so that is going to be a new podcast for anybody that wants to listen to it at the end of this year. But moving end on of this to, month, not the end year. of this month. My bad, my bad. I probably won't listen to it at the end of the year, by the way. <laughs> but um, moving on to the next thing is Matt Reeves. A lot of news about Matt Reeves today in the last couple of days. The first bit of news that he is deep into writing the Batman 2 with his co-writer. I forget who his co-writer's name is. Um, I'm assuming it's the same one from the first movie? I think so. It's like uh, something Tomlin or something like that. I, I, I can't remember his name. 
Yeah, I'm not too sure. I know uh, the Ponderer posted it saying that I would love that. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, you know, they, he's he's writing the movie. But like, don't forget everybody, he was writing the Batman for like three years. So like, it doesn't mean anything that he's writing. Like, um, and also you got to realize too, when people say they're writing stuff, that doesn't mean that they're writing it every day. There are going to be days when Matt Reeves probably writes like, two sentences that's just kind of how writing happens i don't know his process uh i don't know if he's got the tom king process where he drops a book every single week which is pretty insane i don't know if hollywood writers follow that um what's his face that does the thor movies um oh man taika. What's up? yeah taika have you heard his writing process what no. he does is he'll write a script he'll put it away for a year then he'll come back, he'll read it, and he'll be like, hmm. Then he'll throw it away, and then he'll try to rewrite the whole script from what he remembers. That's his process. Because he thinks you'll only remember the good stuff, and then you build around that. And that makes sense why his Thor movies are fucking trash. Mm. So, but... Don't yeah, like don't that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a weird <laughs> writing process. But, hey, he's more successful than I am, so he's doing something right. <laughs> um, so I'll just say that, you know, uh, I could talk shit, but I also admit that, you know, he is a successful man. Although his other movies are pretty cool. I just fucking hate his Marvel shit. So like maybe his writing process is good, but, um, yeah, the, the Thor movies, trash. he probably didn't even write those, right? Or did he? Cause uh... I would assume Marvel needs to keep that train going. So they're not going to play your, play your way of writing. I don't think he did write yeah. it. Now, I can double-check it, but that's not what we're talking about. This isn't a Thor podcast, Juice. Yeah. Well, I mean, every time I get the shit on that movie, I'll take it, because it is fucking awful. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. But, yes, The Batman 2, currently in writing. But you have uh, you posted something else about James Gunn and Batman and Reeves. What's that all about? Yes, so uh, it has just been posted recently uh, that uh, Matt Reeves says he is meeting with James Gunn and Peter Safran uh, in a few weeks to discuss his long-term plans for the Batverse. Uh, so, of course, we know that his Batman movie is going to be a trilogy alongside other television shows and then the other update that we got several months ago um well i say several it was probably like two or three mm -hmm. um was that wbd and dc studios is planning to make other villain-esque movies within this verse that it's mm -hmm. one thing that we were kind of you know bummed about because it was something that we were wanting within the dcu yeah. Um, you know, so we know that there's a possibility of people like uh Clayface, and they also mentioned by name, I believe, Scarecrow and other things like that. Yeah, we know that's gonna be in this uh Matt Reeves Batverse, so they're gonna talk shop and see how long uh you know this is going to be now personally. This is a good and bad thing for all things, uh, tins and purposes, because for one, one of the quotes was, I believe, uh, Reeve said, and let me actually look it up right here. I uh, had the he, whole quote right here on, on, on me for the gun comment. Well, he, uh, uh, he says here, Matt Reeve says he's meeting with James Gunn, blah, blah, blah. 
they don't want to crash together. We want to support each other um, is one of the quotes from the Variety article. Uh, and I think this is a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to remind everybody we had our own thoughts on the first movie. Yeah, it sucked. We're always willing to, you know, be wowed by the second one. Yeah. We think that we are going to like the Penguin because Penguin was the one good thing in the Batman. Yeah. So I think we're open-minded about a lot of different things. The only thing that is a little bit iffy with us is the fact that there are going to be multiple TV shows. Might be a little harder to follow depending on how they release. And then also... They're no longer doing the GCPD show. It's just going to be this Arkham show. Yeah. And we're not too thrilled about that. Um, either way. So them talking it out, making sure they don't crash into each other. Uh, Juice, you said it when we uh, right before we started recording is basically to not step on any toes. So mm-hmm. that way, James Gunn, when he, you know, tells whoever, hey, go make a Batman movie. They're able to do whatever they want without interfering with anything or clashing into anything that Matt Reeves may be doing in his own movie, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, this could be a good thing or a bad thing. Um, again, I think if you're James, look, from a business standpoint, you keep the Batman universe going, right? Because it made a lot of money. Like, yeah. I understand that. But I just personally don't think it's smart to have multiple Batman. Because here's what's automatically going to happen. And you see this every time um, in any kind of thing where you have something of the similar uh, similar style, right? We're going to have two Batman. If the DCU Batman comes out and it's awesome and it's blockbustery and like it has like actual Batman heroes, people are going to love that thing. And they're going to automatically talk shit about the Batman. You know what I mean? I rarely think we are going to get two camps of people that love both of them. You know what I mean? Because more than likely, we're going to enjoy the DCU version of Batman, right? Unless they try to make it realistic and have two realistic Batman, which would be so stupid. Yeah, Um, it would be horrible. You know, we're probably going to be in one camp. There are going to be people that love both because there are people that love everything DC does and they won't comment any bad things about it. And then you're going to have people that think the DCU version of Batman sucks and they only like the Batman. I think that is not something you want there. You don't want to divide your fans. And so I personally, if I had things, I would have killed the Batman. But that's just because I also didn't like it. But if, again, if you're rebooting a whole universe, fucking reboot it all. You know what I mean? Be like, oh, hey, man, at least you had that one good Batman film, right? Like, that's awesome. Or yeah. I would move the Batman to being HBO Max only. We're not going to do movie releases. You can finish your stuff, whatever. But we didn't give Snyder that. So I would say, fuck Reeves. Sorry, bro. Go join Snyder. Like, it's what's going to happen. Your fans can cry too and start petitions. Like, it's <laughs> it's just what you would do. Like, I think that's I think that's what you should do. But it, it, they're not going to do that because it makes money. You know? Same way they're not going to just kill the Joker. Because they're like, mm, makes money. Both yeah. of these are our only two successful films we've had in the last, like, decade, it feels like. So, granted, they, they've had other successes, but it feels like it's only those two that are talked about. Nobody talks about Aquaman. Made a billion dollars. It's the best DCEU film, money-wise. Yeah. So, like, um, so I don't know. I, I just think, I hope Gunn is like, hey, I know you want to do that Arkham show, 
you're going to have to dial it back because I know you're going to try to introduce a bunch of characters in there and we don't want that. Like, hey, you want your ugly, scarred-faced Joker? That's fine. We're going to make a better one. We'll deal with having two Batman and two Jokers. Uh, Clayface, not going to happen. Sorry. We're getting that. You're not fucking getting that. Because what the fuck are you going to do? Have a guy with prosthetics on his face? Not going to work. Do something else. Do crime bosses. That works better in your build. Like, that's what I hope James Gunn is doing. I'm hoping he drops the fucking creative dick on there. And he's all like, you're going to listen to me. You know what I mean? Because I don't want, like, two Two-Faces, two fucking Riddlers. And two, here's, like, here's, the, here's the thing that I am scared of. I'm scared of the exact opposite of, well, it's it's the same and the opposite. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid that Matt is going to get the uh, the uh, greener side of the uh, grass. You know, the grass is always greener on the other side. Yeah, I think Reeves is going to get the greener grass in this deal, in this mm -hmm. new contract, whatever you want to call it. And that he's going to be able to do whatever he wants. And my problem is the same issue that I, I've we've we've gone over this over and over again. Reeves has already introduced a Riddler. Yeah, he is. He introduced a Joker. I am pretty sure he's going to introduce a Two Face. Yeah, uh, sure. he's already introduced Penguin. Mm -hmm. You know, he he's already introduced Catwoman. a lot of quote unquote Catwoman classic characters. Yeah. The easiest big time street level characters. That's mm -hmm. what he's created. And the one thing that we've said in comics is everybody wants to play with those characters because yeah. those are the characters that we grew up with, especially, you know, going all the way as far back as Batman 66. They were all over the place. People are attached to those characters, so they want to write those stories. My problem is DCU is going to want to play with those characters as well. Yeah. And we're just going to regurgitate these characters over and over and over again. Yeah. And if, not saying I will, but if I don't end up liking the Batman 2 and or whatever title it gets, mm -hmm. or 3, but they introduce characters that I would have really enjoyed in a more fantastical sense... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll eventually get him in the fantastical sense, but I'm like, oh well, the Batman kind of already soured my yeah. That could be a problem. This character in live action, yeah. You know, I can always have the mentality of like, well, at least I get him in the DCU, yay. Yeah, but it all depends on my first reaction. You know, mm -hmm. I can't predict that, and I think that yeah. might be a problem. That is a problem. I mean, look, you you just need to look at the Snyder cultists. They love nothing but Snyder. Any new Batman, anything like that gets shit on. It doesn't matter. Because Snyder didn't fucking suckle on the teat of that character, so it doesn't matter. They're just like, nope, Snyder didn't create it. We don't like it. And granted, you can sit here and say it's a vocal minority, but like they, they, they're pretty fucking loud. Like, yeah. my Twitter is just... I, I try to mute every hashtag and say not interested, and they just make a new one. They're like, oh, Juice has muted all of them. We got to make new ones. Like, I'm just like, bro, how? Like, and it's I, I learned that you can, if you hold on to a hashtag, yeah, a drop down menu will appear and ask if you immediately want to mute it. Yeah. But they just make a new one, Clay. They're like cockroaches. Yeah. 
but then I and then I just mute it immediately. That's yeah. that's the thing. Uh, so, but it's like they know they're like plugged in. They're like he muted it. We need a new one. <laughs> like, that's what happens. <laughs> like it's so crazy. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I I would I think the smart run would be to cancel it, but we're not living in that world. So I just hope that Gunn is going to tell Reeves, like, look, I want to give you creative freedom, but you can't just use everybody. Like, I'm not going to allow that because we need to have some diversity to where people like your stuff and our stuff. But if you're using Riddler and everybody over and over and we're not able to use some of these mainstay characters, it's going to be a problem. And so I'm kind of hoping that's what the meeting's going to be. And I do think, and here here's something else. I do think that they're both going to be using characters at the same time. Mm-hmm. But something that you had said again before we started recording was uh, due to Reeves's process and how busy he is, we may not see these characters for several years and then they all of a sudden show up in the DCU first. Yeah. That is our shining light in this scenario is that we can get them possibly in the DC universe first. Um, And what we're going to see, and I'll probably mute or block them immediately, is the people that are like, oh, well, Matt Reeves did it first. Oh, well, the DCU did it first. I'm just like, shut up. The comics did it first. Yeah, and then behind all those people, well, Zack Snyder's five-year plan was actually going to branch out into this. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) It's what they're going to do until they die, man. I'm telling you. They have nothing else to live for, it feels like. Um, The thing is, too, is the one thing, if you are somebody like us who didn't like the Reeves-verse, you could probably put your hopes into that 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 universe is only going to go to a trilogy. So I don't think Matt Reeves is going to let it, and not Matt Reeves, I don't think Gunn's going to want it to go past that. They'll be like, no, you're good. We'll stop at a trilogy. But see, again, money talks. And that's what I fear also, is that this won't end after a trilogy. No, and I think it, it does. Going. I, I would probably place a bet on that. Depending, even, even if it is making like super big stuff, one of those people in that movie is going to stop. Like, yes, Robert Pattinson said, like, oh, yeah, I'd play Batman as long as... No, you won't. No, you won't. That He's going to try to chase Oscar bait and all that kind of jazz in the future. Uh, he's into the art house films and all that kind of stuff. He's going to want to be like a Brendan Fraser, kind of playing those roles that people are like, oh, shit. You know, he wants to follow on Christian Bale. Probably wants to win an Oscar, do all that kind of stuff. You can't do that when you're Batman. Like, you know what? Do you know what I could see? So, I could see... Matt and Gunn having a conversation of, hey, you will do this trilogy until we have a crisis. Pattinson will show up for this amount of time in our movie. And then when your trilogy is over, we'll give you a movie within our universe. Not necessarily Batman. Yeah. But I could see them saying, hey, if you want to play ball and join our universe, you can do that. Yeah. I don't want multiple batmans on screen like we're already gonna get in a flash right that's more than likely i don't know was that rumor said they, they don't share screen time right there there was a rumor stating that keaton and affleck do not share a scene together okay so maybe we won't but i just you know it's gonna be that stupid i'm batman no i'm batman i'm batman i'm hoping that it's not um if anything what i hope it could be is uh 
both Superman and Batman have both had uh, comic panels like this during the times of crisis or like mm-hmm. during a multiversal story is like when they're like holding their head and like screaming. And then you just see like a weird kind of like panel wave of like all the different versions of Batman. Uh. And so that way it would be like, they're all there, but they're not all there, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think that would be kind of cool. Uh, or as long as they don't interact. I was going to say, or if you do it like the DC animated universe, uh, Justice League Unlimited, there was an episode where they went and there was like a big type of like time in the future. Yeah. Yeah, And like uh, Green Lantern kept changing into the different versions of Green Lantern Mm -hmm. uh, and other characters also changed. You could do that with Batman. You know, you have yeah, I mean, the DCU Batman and then all of a sudden he like shifts into Pattinson and like everybody acts like nothing has changed or nothing yeah. is different. I mean, I, the way Unlimited did it with Batman Beyond, I think was I think it was Unlimited. Maybe it was Batman Beyond where old Unlimited Batman met Terry McGinnis, but also met himself. Yes, like that, that was another thing. That yeah, that, that was that was I think those are. Oh, it was the same. I think that was the same episode. I think it was yeah. like a two or three parter. Yeah, that worked well. I think I don't. I don't know if Green Lantern was changing in that that I remember, but I know he met his son, which was a hawk and lantern yes. type thing. Yep. There so. was a moment, but there was a moment. Uh, kind of. Uh, I know it might be a little tricking for people, but John Stewart did literally change into Hal Jordan uh, mm. in that episode. A black man oh. turning into a white man. Uh, so uh, cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so um yeah i don't know we'll see man i i actually do not want to see pattinson's batman in the dcu uh let's just cast a new one let's keep them separate and let them play in their own different sandboxes uh i just don't want to see you know i i don't want to see we'd have three jokers at once like i don't want that uh i don't want you know two two faces i don't want two clay faces or whatever like matt reeves if he decided to play in the realistic sandbox. Give him realistic characters to play with. You know what I mean? Don't come change him. We have plenty, plenty of realistic characters that he could use in his universe. Professor Pig can be one whole movie. Like, that's literally a great villain for Matt Reeves's. Yeah. Uh, use him. Uh, Dollmaker, use him. Fucking Zaz, use him. Like, you have so many realistic characters that you don't need to make a realistic freeze realistic clay face all of that kind of stuff we don't i don't want it i don't know if, uh, other people are like well uh his eyes actually had computers in them so technically that's it fantastical so you can play in clay face fuck out of here um hate <laughs> twitter <laughs> uh anyways i think that is everything when it came um, to let me news. double check here um because one thing that it, it it's itching at the like the very edge of my skull juice mm. we're getting an announcement and the next what is it uh it's gonna be towards the end of the month because in, in two and a half weeks we, yeah within two and a half half weeks time we're going to get an announcement i just don't know when and it's kind of bothering me well get, gun i went and checked guns uh stuff today and somebody was like, hey, my birthday's on the 14th. Shitty birthday. So- <laughs> 15's better. 
Uh, they were like, my birthday's on the 14th. Can I get a DC slate announcement? Which Clay tried to do this too. Um, oh, I totally did. I was like, hey, just so you know, yeah. today would be the perfect time to do this, James Gunn. Yeah. Um, and, Gunn but, replied, and then he joked around. He joked yeah, around. He replied, like, yeah. for a late birthday present, sure. So it's going to happen after the 14th. Um, and then there was like three different news outlets that were like, James Gunn has confirmed uh dc slate will drop on the 14th i'm just yeah, like no gotta read the, come on people jesus christ yeah um, i don't understand what a late birthday present is it's something that you don't get on your birthday because it's late <laughs> stupid this is why i think like to run a website i feel like people should go to journalism school because uh, holy shit um but yeah so uh i would assume if i had to put a if actually, if I was gun, I'd make everybody wait till the 31st. I would totally just, do it just to be a dick and be like, I and said the, January. The greatest thing about the 31st, though, Juice, is now that DC has changed the date that their books release, it would be DC Tuesdays. 31st yeah. would be a Tuesday. That'd it would work perfectly for synergy and everything else. Yeah. So I think it would be smart. Uh, but I did write in the uh, Batman News Weekly uh, channel in the Discord because we didn't have any news at the time. Do you think uh, there are any Batman-related uh, titles and or content with his announcement? And if you do, mm -hmm. what do you think they are? I, I think Gunn is going to do something different to introduce a it's not going to be the batman you know what i mean it's not going to be like batman whatever i feel like he's going to use the batman movie to introduce a bunch of characters that fight one villain or something right like i think that's what it's going to be i could see gun and it's interesting because we're getting this coming out this year i could see see gun doing batman the brave and the bold i could see him doing something like that or i could just have a movie like batman the bat family or something like that. Like, something to introduce a bunch of other characters, I think is what he's going to do. He's not going to have a solo Batman movie. He could even do, like, Batman and the Outsiders to introduce the Outsiders. See, the thing is, I think the Outsiders is right up Gun's alley. Yeah. I, I, I definitely think something like the Outsiders would be something that... Now... The outsiders that we've read before, which is like Black Lightning and all that kind of stuff, or the outsiders that Tom King's writing in Danger. No, not the one that Tom <laughs> King is writing. You never More know. More on that later today. You never know. No, I'm talking about the outsiders, the title Batman and the Outsiders. And yeah. it, it was not always Black Lightning and these characters. Outsiders has had a slew yeah, of yeah, different characters. Um, but, you know, we always see that of, like, a Nightwing, a Katana is always usually on there uh, recently. And I think, like, early 2000s until now, Black Lightning was uh, a character originally on there. Um, I don't know if he was, a, like, originally, originally a part of The Outsiders when it was first created, though. Mm -hmm. um, I'll have to look into that, actually. Um, but, yeah, I think that would be very different. Um, and... If you do that, you could then introduce somebody like a Duke Thomas, yeah, on screen. God, I, I you want... imagine if he did Batman Robin War, 
Like, that would be wild. Well, I have actually have a question for you mm-hmm. um, in regards to because I think I don't know. Is it a question? On... I just hope it's not Court of Owls. Please don't give me that gun. Do not give me Court of Owls right away. Okay, so it's not a question. Oh, actually, I think it is a question on the Discord. Uh-huh. Um, let's see here. Okay, so actually, uh, the ponderer asked the question that I wanted to ask you. So oh. I will wait until we do listener questions, and right. uh, I will, I, you know, a little bit of synergy with that. Um, but yeah, uh, it it'll be interesting to see uh, what kind of Batman related content is coming out this month, as far as that uh, announcement goes. Um, I still think that he will announce both tv and movies but i think because he said he's only going to share partly yeah um i think we get at least one batman related piece of content yeah you have to he said he's a big part of the dcu so yeah and he said that about superman obviously he said superman is the top priority um if anything and so yeah i think you know how much of a backlash there would be if he didn't announce that Batman was part of the first part? Like, you know what I mean? They'd be like, what the f- you're not going to use your biggest character? Like, And also, I just want to say this again. I'm pretty sure we've we've mentioned this before, but I see more and more people on TikTok thinking that this is an actual real thing. Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, and Gal Gadot are not attempting to sue WB and James Gunn. Okay. Yeah. It is oh my God. so stupid to see this. I don't know why people are falling for this. Um, I don't know why that just popped in my brain, but it yeah. like it almost like gets me physically angry whenever I see somebody being like, "Oh man, I can't believe I saw this," and you know, I think they really have a case. It's like, shut up. Yeah. Oh, this is God. um why I wish American education was better uh, than it is because uh, we're pretty dumb. Um, a lo- TikTok has showcased that. You know, TikTok in other countries is not as bad as America's, right? Like, America's has like no filter, and like in China where they created it, it's like all educational and shit. Well, I saw that. Like, apparently, um, I'll have to I'll have to test it. Uh, Abby sent me a uh, a video of the CEO saying mm-hmm. like, "Oh, my kids don't have TikTok." Yeah, but for all those parents who do have uh, their kids have TikTok. Here's how you, the you know, filter everything. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, "What the hell?" Yeah, it actually has parental controls. That's oddly. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I, uh, my dad watches TikTok a lot, and he's like, "I need to delete this app." I'm like, "Yeah, join the club." I already did it. Like, <laughs> I have not been on TikTok. Like, I don't get on TikTok. I got on the other day to like start privating a bunch of videos because I just wanted to have the good videos on there because I don't think I'm gonna use it anymore especially with like YouTube shorts becoming way better and they're starting to pay people now. I'm just like, Oh yeah. TikTok's like on, on a timer now. Like they need to like really start producing more shit. Um, but I just, I don't like TikTok anymore for the sake of one, a lot, like 99% of takes on there are fucking terrible. Like they're not thought out. They don't have like substance or any like real validity behind them. It's just people talking out of their ass and two, I don't like how everybody just steals content and you can't find the original anymore. 
Like, I hate that. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to stick on YouTube. Like, you know, it's just, it is what it is. But yeah, um, yeah it's, it's poison. Um, I, I just, I can't stand half of the shitty takes on TikTok. I'm just like, I got to delete this app. It's making me get a migraine. Um, but cause like, man, some of the Batman takes on that fucking app are oh, horrible. Um, but anyways, let's move on to viewer questions. Let's actually do, since you had a question from discord, let's just do that one first. Okay. So like I said, I'm going to bounce off, uh, the ponderous question. So, uh, the ponderer Ethan asked if they wanted to introduce Robin, which Robin do you think they should introduce? First, should they introduce Tim Drake's Robin so that Dick is already Nightwing and Jason at least already is dead so that you can do the Red Hood storyline? Or should they just start with Dick Grayson? You you have thoughts on this? You want to hear me answer it first? Uh, I, I want to hear you answer this because oh. this is this was basically my question. I didn't read it completely, okay. but I, 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 I kind of see what he was going with. So I, I want your answer. I think it would be smart enough to start with Tim Drake, but I would start with Damien. But the reason why I think you start with Tim Drake is because you can, it would make sense to be able to see Tim Drake grow and still be red Robin or whatever, as he gets older. And then you can introduce Damien later as a child. And that way it's like, okay, Robin has been kind of young multiple movies it's just a new robin and then we leave it at that but if you if you start with damien you have the shazam problem he will be old by the next movie i true and, and there is this... no damien future character he's just batman 66 or 666 uh i mean if you go technically it's on a different earth but if you go the route of batman beyond he is the demon in the future. That, well, technically, it just all got retconned and said that Damien always becomes Batman 666. They had that stupid story that came out recently that there is no difference. Like, Damien is, like, that is, like, a fixed point in time, which I think is fucking dumb. Wait, even within the Batman no Beyond? No matter what. He does that on every Earth in every universe. When was this? It was a stupid story we didn't pay attention to. It happened. Like, they retconned that shit. Like, it's what happens. Wait, well, well, was this a part of Mark Wade's stuff when he gave him basically the Batman Probably. outfit? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, it's in the dialogue. They don't show. They say, or whatever. Like, it's some bullshit. Yeah. I have to go back. I that have to doesn't go back change. And look at it. Like, he is Batman 666. I don't Earth. like it. Nope. Yeah. Because again, if you read Batman Beyond, um, I can't remember who the writer was, um, but just like the the actual design, the costume design, and everything with Damien as the demon being older yeah. looks so badass. I think it should happen. Um, but in the same way that the MCU used to, they don't do this anymore. But I think that it's a smart idea to do it with children mm -hmm. um uh is to have them cameo in several movies that have all that are currently filming all at the same time mm -hmm. even though they are being released later to at least show them as the same age or around the same age 
for a good part of a phase, right? Ah, okay. And so that way you can still keep like that innocence or the 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 youngness of whoever is playing Damien. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I'm gonna go ahead and go with you with that. I think Damien should be the one that is introduced as Robin. Yeah. Uh, and not even introduced as Robin. I think in in your same light, I think you introduced Tim as Robin. Mm-hmm. And then the one thing that I want to be copied from the pages of Batman to see on the big screen, when they introduce Damien, he has this long sleeve collared shirt with dress pants and he has a freaking sword. Yeah. Um, it's from Grant Morrison's run. I can like remember the 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 splash page vividly. I want that. Yeah. On the screen. Just like this menacing kid with a freaking giant ass sword. Uh and him saying like hello father. Like yeah. You don't that... need any... Yeah, go for it. Sorry. Well, I just think that would be badass. Yeah, yeah. No, that I I'd be cool. My thing is just the the Shazam problem is they kids age so fucking fast. Yeah. So like it's you know um well it, like young men right like young men can be little for and then one summer they're fucking gigantic and it's just like what happened like goddamn um so that that could be a problem and and I don't know what they would do if they wanted to, if they knew that they were gonna record a bunch of movies and like we could use Robin in a bunch of these movies yeah because that's kind of what they did with I mean. Technically, they got babyface Tom Holland. Like he he could still shoot young stuff right now. Like yeah, because it's what he looks like. But you know, unless you're gonna be able to find somebody like that for Damien, I don't know if that's gonna work out. So um, yeah, I don't know. But I do think if you want to introduce Damien later, I would start with Tim Drake. That way, as he gets older, he can maybe become that. What was that character that where he falls through time? Oh, yeah. You know, I knew you were gonna bring that um, up. like Mister X or some shit like that. He had an X on his face. Yeah. Um, but I remember. But that was a cool storyline. Like, bring that back. I don't know if you bring that in the DCU, but it's an option you could do, right? Like, he could fall through time, or he could be that guy. Um, but I thought that was an interesting like character for Tim Drake to become. So like a future drake savior yeah the savior so like and i don't know why they never did that finish that storyline i don't think they finished it but he was supposed to go through like all of his family's timelines to try to fix everything which i thought was an interesting story maybe they did it and maybe it sucked and that's why i don't remember it but (laughs) um i don't know if that ever got finished so i just remember him falling through the portal at the end of that story and being like i'll I'll have to follow the thread yeah so anyway so that would be an interesting thing that he could become later or he could become that robin that has the you know the cape and the weird the the like what is it the cow without the pointy ears like the yeah robin what is it what was he called um uh red robin that's what it was i I don't remember the name but like i always figured it should be something different like because that suit reminds me like he's like a falcon kind of because he has the fucking it looks like a blackbird because yeah. of the cow with the cape. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think you would do that. That way you introduce Robin later, and that way he could, you know, there can still be a Batman and Robin. But the question becomes later, what does he do when he grows up? What is he? Is he just an older version of Robin? 
Like Damien doesn't have a future character yet, except Batman 66 or 666. So yeah. it's, it's kind of, you know, that's a problem you deal with at least rock like Tim Drake. You could put him into like something in the future. He could just be Drake um, and Josh, but like, it just, I don't know what, what you want to want to do with that. But uh, I would not do Dick Grayson or Jason Todd. Um, I think they should just start as Nightwing, and uh, maybe you bring in Red Hood for one of the movies. Maybe he comes in and he, he you know, starts fucking shit up, and you introduce Red Hood that way because he could be a good villain for a Batman. Yeah, I will be completely honest. If you could make a better Red Hood story than Titans did live action, please do. Please do erase uh, well, that from I existence. Mean, when you have a child become Red Hood, like it's just not ever gonna work out. That. It was it was a it was a party city child's costume. Like I cannot believe <laughs> they put him in that. Like I don't know, man. It's it was terrible. It's Clay's dying on camera right now. Sorry, guys. <laughs> that got him. Party city got him. It's over. Um, but anyway, so that's what that's what I would do. We do have another question from Arwitz. Uh, for the new Batman in James Gunn universe, would you be interested in seeing a more horror like Batman for the first phase? We've talked about this a million times. I think we have talked about this, but specifically for the first phase, I'm going to say no. It's yeah. It's, it's hard to say that because it's something yeah. that I really want. James Gunn would love to do that because for me, I was thinking about this question uh, last night in this morning for me when when i think of like the perfect batman i think opposite of superman yeah superman is bright he's hopeful batman is dark he's depressing again we are seeing the lighter sides of batman you know recently and we mm -hmm. want to see the lighter sides of batman i'm not saying i don't but when it comes to things that people have kind of just like given up on it is kind of like the horror aspect of Batman. Yeah. We don't see a lot of the uh, interrogation stuff anymore mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to comics. Uh, I think. Is that, that horror, though? No, no, no. But like putting fear into people, that's yeah. horror. Yeah. Like, and we don't see a whole lot of that anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, we say the first 10 minutes of the Batman is the best thing about that movie. And yeah. that was all about horror, you know? The, yeah, the darkness the of the alley yeah. and the fear and all of that, like that's good stuff. That's what we want to see. But because it's the first phase, it's, it's trying to win back audiences that just think that DC films are embarrassing. Mm -hmm. You can't do that kind of thing. That's too experimental. And yeah. so I would say do some other stuff first and then make something to where Batman has to go back to his quote unquote roots and I think that could be fun. Do you think Gunn would give us an underwear Batman? So I saw this person post a very classic picture of the Justice League. Mm -hmm. And they said that they think that everybody except for Wonder Woman will get a classic costume. I think Batman with trunks could work. Like uh, an updated version. But do you think they give Superman his trunks? So, so you said everybody but Wonder Woman. Yeah. What do you think? I, Why? I don't want it, but I think they will. I, 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 dude, I'm so used to it in comics already. Like, they, since they brought it back from New Fifty Two, I love it. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, Sans Zadarsky being, I gotta give him utility. 
um i've been down with it you know again tom king brought it back shout out tom king for that oh, you always people always need talking about tom king too much but he brought it back i love the classicness how did superman get his back Bendis um, just did it yeah bendis was like oh look my own Underwear. costume yeah Yay. yeah he didn't have a purpose for it he just brought it back like Batman um, was actually like, God if destroyed. i had you know what it was i think it wasn't bendis i'm pretty sure well maybe it was no, i'm pretty sure it was bendis brought his underwear back no no no, no. uh because oh you know what you're right you're right it was yeah. bendis because they made a big uh, blob. uh tomasi and jurgen still had like their like new rendition of the new 52 suit yeah uh, and it was still... they the double superman thing yeah where it was, it like was Superman versus Superman or some shit. Like uh, one was red and one was blue or something. Yeah, yeah. They bullshit. they were they uh the pre-New 52 Superman yeah. had fallen into the New 52 universe and yeah. they eventually became one. Um, but yeah, Bendis did bring back uh the trunks, but there was no reason for it. It was just well, like, would, hey, why wouldn't Wonder Woman have a classic suit because hers is like the 70s version, the bikini bottom, like yeah, the very, okay. like, yeah, that makes sense. Nothing but legs, yeah, 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 that's fair. That's fair. I like her skirt better. The skirt, the skirt is a better design. Um, but it would be, yeah, I wonder if, yeah, I don't know if that, that outfit would look good. That wouldn't look good on Gal Gadot, I don't think, because she is a very thin woman. I don't know. If I will works. be completely honest with you though. I am actually very surprised. We have not seen Gal do like some sort of photo shoot with a classic costume. That not is in true. like a not in like a like sexual way, but just yeah. like hey, no, just I'm Wonder classy, Woman. You yeah. know, um, I'm very surprised they haven't attempted it. Yeah, actually, I am very surprised by that because um, I think that would sell. Like that'd be like good posters and good shit like that um i'm surprised they had they like they didn't work that into one of the movies like you know mm -hmm. like wonder woman just being because she was trying to become better like a better part of the society or whatever right yeah um, but then again we've only had period pieces with her so that's probably part of the problem uh but anyways yeah i wouldn't go with horror batman um in the james gunn universe but you could do characters having a perspective of him being scary and it would yes. still work Yes, so, very much so. Um, I would go with that. Uh, Vinny says, my question is, why are you slipping? Unbelievable. The one thing I look forward to, and this man is slipping. Two weeks in a row, guys. I have completely forgot to drop the uh, question for questions. Uh, Juice has reminded me twice. Yeah. Uh, so I will be better about it. Not starting off 2023 very good, but I promise I will have it next week. All right, and then moving on to the YouTube questions. Uh, Eduardo de la Cruz, if Batman said roast me, what would you say? I, I, I saw this question, and I'm like, I just don't think Batman would be the type of person to care. So, And those are the worst people to try to roast. Like, yeah. it's only funny when you get a reaction out of somebody, and Batman's not going to have a reaction. He's going to be like, okay. You know, like, he's not going to care. He's just going to walk away, and he's just like, fuck and that makes you look bad true so, i i i feel like though in that of like a justice league unlimited like an animated series like 
they've said some funny things and he has reacted a little bit. Yeah, he's got like, scowled. Yeah, but like, I don't know. Like, I honestly don't know what I could tell Batman to even attempt to, to have, roast him. Though. Have you seen the, um, it's like Justice League Unlimited, uh, what do they, what do they call it? Um, abridged, where people do like funny shit. And it's oh, like shit. they did an abridged version of Justice League Unlimited. So it's just somebody doing voiceovers, and it's yeah. like it's, it's Batman in uh, when he got thrown up. Uh, like I don't know what happened in the actual show, but he's like in a hospital bed, and Superman saved his ass. He's all like, "Sit your punk ass down!" I didn't say you could get up. He's like, "Man, you always making fun of me, man!" Like, you're like it's so funny, dude. Like they're just all like Flash and I think Martian Manhunter are talking shit to him. Like, man, you gonna let him punk you out like that? He's like, "No, man, I'm gonna go take care of this." And like he's like Superman's just like punking his ass out. It's funny dude like you just gotta search it up but like it's it's uh he's like i could have gone out there and done that shit um but i figured it'd be something like that would be funny but for the most part i just i just don't think you can roast uh a batman you know some of the best ways you roast batman are like just like proving him wrong or something like i know wonder woman had some good one-liners when he wouldn't fucking go out with her or whatever you know Mm -hmm. um so there was stuff like that but yeah, other than that, I don't know how I'd roast him. Uh, Jason Todd, in another world, would you have rather seen a Jim Carrey, Tim Curry, or Johnny Depp Joker? Ooh. Out of those three, I, Tim Curry is awesome. I just don't know if Tim Curry would be a great Joker. Um, I'd probably go Depp out of that. Carrey's amazing, but I don't know if I, I don't know about his Joker. See, uh, he did a great Riddler. I liked his Riddler a lot. You know, Curry did Riddler. Jim Carrey did Riddler. Oh, Jim Carrey. Tim Jim Curry. Curry. I yeah. was the fucking it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, he was no. it. Um, and he was Nigel Thornberry. Um, oh, nice. I. I think yeah. he would be too much. I think Jim Carrey would be too much as a Joker. Yeah. Um, I think he was good for Riddler for the time that they made the movie. Um, yeah. Even though freaking uh, what's his name freaking despised him. Uh, played uh, Two Face. Uh, freaking. Uh, oh uh, yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Uh, I forget. I'm even... blanking on his name too. <laughs> um, and John lives in De- our city. See, if, I I will say this. If I had to choose between Johnny Depp and Jim Carrey, I think I would choose Jim Carrey as Joker. Oh. Um, but if I had to choose between Jim Carrey and Tim Curry, I think I would choose Tim Curry as the Joker. Um, really? But I would choose like 70s and 80s Tim Curry. Mm. Uh, by the to- By the time... Like picture show, we... horror picture show? Yeah, by yeah. the time we see Tim Curry in like Home Alone... He still got it, but it's just like, eh, you yeah. know? Yeah. I, I feel that. Yeah. I think, it, you know, Depp is pretty versatile, like, especially pre Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Carrie would be a little too much. Like, I, I watched The Grinch over the holidays with my niece, and I'm like, damn, he's so good, but he is like out there, man. Like, it's what makes him great. He's, he is one yeah. of my favorite actors, if not my favorite actor of all time. Um, but you know, he, he gives you 110%, which I, it's just what I love about him. 
But uh, I just don't know if I could see him as the Joker. By the way, I was watching some clips recently of Batman 89. Anybody who talks shit on Nicholson's Joker fucking doesn't understand, like, the Joker at all. Because he was such a good fucking Joker. But everybody's just like, he was just Jack Nicholson. Like, yeah, his voice, he's the fucking actor. Of course, he didn't put on some crazy voice like Heath Ledger. But, dude, if you go back and watch that movie, he did, like, animated series. Yeah. Like, he, he was Joker. Like, yeah. he did the handshaking thing. He did the hand popping off thing. Like, he had jokes. Like, yeah. he was fucking great. And I don't, like, I think people are just so brainwashed by Heath Ledger. And now, like, you know, of course, the the Joker um, versions that they're like, oh, yeah, he's not even comic book accurate. I'm like, you're you're stupid. <laughs> like, you don't fucking read comics. You just watch TV, you idiot. Like, it blows my mind. I'm like, just go. I just watched the final fight scene, and there's so much Joker in that alone. And uh, it blows my mind when people say, like, he was just Jack Nicholson. Well, no shit. He's an actor. Um, Blows my mind. But anyways, next one. This is the new thing we get every week is these versus questions. But a different one this week uh, from Nathan, though, says, uh, since no one has done a versus question yet, here I go. Alfred versus Jim Gordon. Red Hood versus Hush, Nightwing versus Catwoman. Who you got? Alfred versus Jim Gordon. I'm gonna say Alfred. Um, I'd agree. I'd agree. I, I would. I would go Alfred. Red Hood versus Hush. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. Like Ju- Juice is like, I know the right answer, Clay. Not <laughs> no, actually, this not not my be... opinion. I know the right answer, Clay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know uh, who I'm going with already, but um, I I think this is a toss up. I think you could pick either. I think you could pick either. And the thing is, uh, whenever it comes to Hush, we only have classic stories. Now, again, he has been used somewhat recently in random stories but the last random story i read with him was the wedding wedding. side stories yeah yeah so um but that's what i mean he 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 isn't a character that people decide oh i'm gonna put him in this amazing story that i have planned like he's just somebody that somebody made a great story with and now nobody can touch him yeah yeah which is kind of a good thing though it is it yeah. is but the problem that i have is like oh well you know i want to know more about hush oh well there's yeah. not really more you can learn about him you just need to read this one book and that's him yeah. like that's a little disappointing in my mind I agree. Um, wh- I agree. whereas jason todd he's had so much character development since true robin true. and now being red hood um so, so that, many bad stories, too, though. He's had so many bad yeah. stories, yes. But as far as character development, I feel like there's at least one thing in each run that you mm-hmm. can really carry on with the character uh, to be like, okay, this is a learning experience that he, is, yeah. that he has taken with him. Yeah. Um, so uh, in the aspect of that, I will choose Jason Todd, but in the aspect of actually fighting... I might have to go hush. 
I the only reason why I'm going with Hush is because Jason Todd, out of a majority of the Bat family, has gotten his ass his ass handed to him the most. Like he gets his ass kicked a lot. Batman's beat his ass. Like he again, like he's had a lot of stories, but he's like failed a lot. Like he is the failure of the family, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. And like I love him, I think he has. I mean, his current design is garbage, but his classic design I think is great. But dude, like Todd, I mean, just go look at three Jokers as recent as that. Like he was getting his ass beat in that too. Um, so I would think that out of it's because his ang- he can't control his anger, right? So everybody's able to use that against him. And just knowing how conniving and crazy Hush can be, I think he would be able to turn the tables on Jason Todd. So that's why I would go with Hush. Um, And as for Nightwing and Catwoman, now they've had interactions before. And there has been like one story where Catwoman like, I guess, kind of really hit on him or did it. I remember that they're like stuck up in the rafters and they're like being shot at or something. She's making definitely some sexual comments, but I don't Uh remember if it's like she prefers Batman over him or she's like trying to just make him uncomfortable. I don't remember how the context of it goes. Um, But I think Nightwing is the only person that is suitable to take over for Batman. So I would say Nightwing over Catwoman, like easy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Same. I love Catwoman, but I mean, come on, I'm not biased in that point. Nightwing will beat all ass. Uh, Let's see. Clay says, speaking of origin stories, what is the origin story of Batman news weekly? I'm kind of a late listener. Well, Clay, we welcome you. We don't care if you jumped on on episode 200 or episode one. Um, But so the origin story of Batman News Weekly was I always wanted to start a podcast. Clay has a billion podcasts. Not anymore, but I did. He did at one point. Like he was the podcast man. Um, And I had always wanted to start a podcast. I had been on a couple with friends of just like talking about life. And at the time... I was running a Batman channel and I was like, I'm going to start a podcast and do the YouTube stuff at one point. Well, the reason why, if you've never noticed, we talk about Tom King a lot on this podcast, even when he doesn't have a Batman story going, is because I, what was it? Issue 70, no, is what issue, 78, 79? When does Alfred break his neck? That was Uh, what started this. When Bane broke alfred's neck 76 i'm gonna double check yeah i feel like 76 is when nightwing gets shot could be wrong oh that's true you know i feel like that's i don't know maybe it's like 81 i don't know whenever alfred got his neck snap i'm I'm losing the 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 actual issue but that is when we started i had read that issue and i was like (gasps) i was like oh fuck i have to talk about this like I, I just need to talk about this issue of Alfred dying because it was such a big moment. And so I asked Clay, I was like, dude, I think this is a perfect time to start my podcast. And I was like, do you want to be the first guest on it? Clay was like, yeah, I'm down. And we talked about Alfred on the podcast. After that, I did spoiler two more- warning. The following article contains major spoilers for Batman 77. I was okay. Close. Yeah. Okay. Um, but what's his name got shot on 76 right or is did he get shot in 75 
I think it may have been 75 because of anniversary, an anniversary special. Yeah. Let me double check that one. Too. Interesting. Uh, anyways, uh, I did two more uh, episodes by myself after that. And I was like, oh, fuck this. I was like, let's see if Clay just wants to be a co-host on it going forward. And he was down. We were working together at the time, uh, I'm pretty sure. And so, uh, yeah, we would just, you know, get off work and be like, all right, we're going to record this week. And that's kind of it. So we always kind of pay homage to Tom King here because he was kind of the reason why this podcast started. And uh, it was just to, like, talk about everything Batman. Like, I just wanted to talk about everything Batman. And I found it so much easier to do that in a podcast form than making separate YouTube videos about everything Batman was doing. And uh, this podcast kind of essentially killed my Batman channel, too, because I didn't want to talk about double content. I was like, fuck it. They can listen to the podcast. And uh, that's kind of what happened. So that is the origins of uh, this podcast that has been going on year four now. So pretty crazy stuff. So, so it does <clears throat> excuse me uh it does look like uh Batman 55 was when uh Nightwing got shot Nightwing 50 was the resolution uh, to that like yes finding out like he survived and then So 56 is the issue where Batman's in the snow Yep. Going after. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Cause yeah, it does seem, yeah, 75 would be way too late in the story. Yeah. Because, you know, it actually makes sense because I'm pretty sure 77 and 78 are the Clay Man stories that I really loved on the beach. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's that. Um, Alexis Barrera, thoughts on the bat credit card? Is it actually that cringe or was it just the execution? I think it's more useful gadget than say back shark repellent. Um, you know, in the context of that movie, I don't think it's cringe because the whole movie is super campy. Yes. You know, looking back on it, it's cringe, but for sure. The whole movie. Because again, like in the instance of like, cause, cause one thing that you always see randomly, um, like Bendis forgetting that Damien is a vegan and making him eat hot dogs. Yeah. Um, you see random superheroes eating on top of rooftops or, you know, uh, eating in a park or randomly, whatever. You're like, okay, well, how'd they pay for that? Right. Yeah. Um, do they have their wallet just like stashed in their costume or whatever? Or, you know, are, are they walking up and be like, Hey, you know, I just saved some people can I have some free food or whatever. Yeah. Uh, being cheapskate or whatever. Um, I think that, like, if we ended up seeing in comics, like, Batman pull out a credit card and we find out that it's a, like, random Queen Industry funded thing. Yeah. Or, like, uh, Oliver Queen has, like, a bank that, like, helps fund a little bit of, like, something like that in, for them to use in emergencies. Yeah. Because, again... If you see Batman use something that is like attached to Bruce Wayne's name, mm -hmm. people are going to start assuming again, oh, Bruce Wayne is Batman, right? Yeah. But if you throw something like Oliver Queen or another billionaire or somebody within the DC universe that has a big like bank company, like, okay, they this could make sense because superheroes yeah. need funds for whatever. Yeah, you know, randomly. well, technically, before Bruce lost all his money, uh, in Incorporated, Bruce was willingly talking about how he was helping out Batman. So, I mean, 
yeah, you could tie that stuff. The rumors would always be there, but I'm pretty sure there was a storyline at one point where Bruce Wayne said he was funding the Batman because he approved of his vigilantism or whatever. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely would go a different route to where it wouldn't be traced back to Bruce Wayne. I think that's a better way to go about it. Um, but sure. I don't think, you know, with today's technology and obviously this being comic books, you don't need cards anymore because you can do the RDF readers or whatever, you know, where you just tap shit. So he'd probably have it in his glove, like, beep, beep. like, there you go, paid for it. You know what I mean? So I think it would be something along those lines. But uh, yeah, I don't think it is as cringe as people say it. I think it's just one of those memes online now to where people can go around and kind of make that joke. But yeah, um, you know, it's what's going to happen is in 20 or 30 years from now, people are going to look back on a lot of these MCU jokes and think they're extremely cringe. The people that love them now. Oh, yeah. Because some of them are super cringe. So, um, but, you know, right now, everybody's in love with the MCU. So they're not going to hate on it. But, you know, and then you'll have everybody being like, well, actually, it wasn't that cringe. You got to think about the time it was coming out. You know, it's, it's everything repeats itself over time. So uh, last question we got. While I believe some are throwing this pregnant Joker out of proportion, since it was just an attempt to emulate the 70s campiness, I feel like it could have been done better. Speaking of which, do you think DC re-releasing 60s through 70s Batman comics with some edited or modern illustrations to introduce them to newer audiences, would that be a good idea? Why or do I not? So two separate questions here. What are your thoughts on the Joker pregnant thing, by the way? We kind of um, talked about I, this. We kind of talked about it. I don't care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, Matthew Rosenberg was like, hey, look, I was... Uh, he he made a comment about uh, this made national news, yeah, um, international news. Sorry, um, and he was like, "Oh, look at that! You know, people taking my story out of context. Whoop to do, yeah." Um, and yeah, it's all out of context. Everything I've seen on Twitter of people bitching is clearly people that didn't read the fucking story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I don't care that much about it. Um, but knowing matt's writing style uh i i could totally see it happening and yeah you know with it being the way that it was you know zatanna playing a prank on him or whatever like it's it's whatever uh it's not something that is super intricate to like you know joker is legitimately going to have a child and this child is actually going to change the dc universe forever yeah you know uh yeah it's it's just a silly story in the back of a book yeah. And people need to calm down a little bit. Yeah, I'm more interested in his female Dom stuff that he has in every one of those <laughs> issues. I want to know that story, Rosenberg. Uh, as for the re-releasing of 60s and 80s, I've actually thought about this before. I've actually thought about, is, is it more morally acceptable? Reprinting is fine. But could you redraw? old stories no um i've thought about this as well and i think that it's with how much people today mm. are fighting for credit on their own work yeah. uh you know we have this whole debacle over uh, ai right now mm. um which has become like a big thing within the uh artist community um but you know, 
even with movies, you know, these creators, these artists are helping these companies create brand new characters. And then these characters are being introduced into movies and they don't get lickety split other than a, hey, thanks, guys, um, for giving us, you know, this material to make so much money and you get yeah. to see none of it. Like, that's kind of shit. Uh, and the dude who created Thanos, I don't know if you know this. Yeah. yeah. Um, he yeah, also created, he also got, uh, he also created KG Beast and he got more money from WB for KG Beast being in Batman versus Superman than Thanos did throughout the entire MCU. Yeah, that's insane. Absolutely insane. Um, so for that instance, I understand that there's some artists uh, that might already be gone and passed, mm -hmm. um, you know, from the 60s all the way through the 80s. Um, but I think keeping that preserved and keeping it special in that sense is something that you need to do. Um, yeah. There are, I, I thought this was really cool, uh, what they do in Marvel Comics. Uh, there was some X-Men comics whenever they did like a flashback, it would, they, uh, the artists would do the Kirby crackle, the little mm -hmm. dots, um, and emulate older style of art. Yeah. Uh, King's done that a lot with his stuff. He, well, yeah. King's referenced old stuff and had the new artist draw that as the memory yeah. So it's that I think that's the only way you get away with it, but redrawing a whole story I don't think is good and I don't think people should do it. Granted, if I have the money to do it, I am getting Clay Man to redraw 30 I, books. I will say this, I saw a TikTok today mm. that uh somebody was like, "Hey, I actually hired a real Toei 2D uh drawer mm -hmm. animator." to redraw Gohan from the recent movie that me and you went to go see. Yeah. God damn. It looks so good in 2d. Does it? Like, yeah. Nice. Like it is. It's just a freeze frame. It's not an actually like animated thing. It's yeah. literally just the freeze frame of a certain scene. And dude, I miss 2d animation. So yeah. much. It's, it's so insane. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, so yeah, I don't think it's, I think you just reprint those books maybe with a brand new cover. Or maybe like an homage of like a new cover. I don't know. I, I think there's you, you got to preserve that kind of stuff for sure because that is somebody's legacy. You know, I wouldn't. I don't think it would be that big of a deal because again, we have uh, homage covers, right? Yeah. If you decide, hey, we're gonna reprint this book with an homage cover mm -hmm. instead of the original cover. As like just like a special edition, yeah, I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, they, uh, they, I feel like they've redone the Killing Joke art many times for those books. Yeah, you know, um, but it's always the same on the inside, so mm -hmm. it just looks more modern on the outside, but the inside is still the original art. So I think you do something like that. But yeah, I won't lie, there are stories I would love that would be redrawn. Like, could you imagine like Crisis on Infinite Earths being redrawn today, like? Oh, I think it would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, but... 
it would be seeing, fucking hard to read. Like, like still. Oh, well, nobody, it would be an omnibus size instead of the little. Well, like, no, you you couldn't. You, there's there's no way because freaking uh uh uh, oh my gosh, I forgot his name. Kirby? Uh, no, 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 it's not uh, no, uh, George. Yeah. Uh, he he was like the master at putting as many characters as possible into one panel. Yeah. Uh, and you don't get that today. Because yeah. the one thing that you do get uh, in those scenarios is a whole bunch of outlines and mm-hmm. no detail. And so it just looks like a whole bunch of people. But when you really look down and see, you'll just see like two dots and a smiley face. Yeah. Like that's basically it. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I don't think it would be something that would be done. Um, but, yeah, I think doing the new covers and stuff like that uh, would be something. And I think you got to have, you know, I don't. I think who are some of the the better writers today that are introducing old stuff? Like I know Johns is doing it. King is doing it. Like they incorporate the classic story into like their modern day. Uh, We'll be talking about it next week, but John Williams uh, Williamson is trying to do that with his Bane story. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are other people that are kind of introducing like, Oh, this was a classic Batman story. You should check this out. Um, granted he doesn't execute it that well. Cause like he doesn't do it the way like King and John's write it into their story where they actually show the old panels and stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, so his, he's just kind of referencing a story, but I think there needs to be more of that where writers do reference the classic stuff, but then it gets into that weird, like, again, I, I wish, I wish we could all agree as comic people that, continuity is something that is ever changing and we're just going to pick the best things of a character and those are going to what stand the test of time right um because i think the moment somebody references like the old batman stuff people are like oh well everything that happened in the back in the in those 40s issues are canon now because they reference it i'm like no it's just that moment in time that's the only thing that's canon is that moment but i don't know some people get a little too little too literal with uh, comic stuff, I've had those discussions on Twitter, and it makes me want to delete the app. So, um, yeah, but that is all the questions for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, if you listen to us on YouTube, you can drop your questions down in the comment sections down below, or you can actually join the Discord and uh, drop some questions when Clay actually asks. So, <laughs> do go ahead and do that. So, there is that. But we are moving on to comic reviews now. And let's start off with let's start off with Danger Street because I think that you know um, is not like it doesn't have Batman in it, so let's just knock that out of the way now. But it's also again I, I mentioned this on the first time we reviewed Danger Street. It is one of those stories that I I'm not very well versed in the characters, so it's gonna take me a little bit to get really into it. I'm liking the story, but I don't feel for the characters yet because I don't have a personal connection. And and that's the same for me. This isn't really moving the needle mm-hmm. um, it, as far as interest and as far as like, oh, I'm really compelled to read the next issue. Now, the thing is, is there something there possibly? Yeah, I get it. Um, we finally see some recognizable characters here. Um, that of Dark Side. Um, I know Creeper was shown very quickly in the last uh, issue. He's shown here again, probably the same amount of time um, within this issue as well. Um, 
but I'm I'm kind of waiting for the big drop that Tom King usually does for me to be like, oh, that's why I should be reading this book, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, I totally get it. And like I was reading this one. I read this one and Human Target back to back. And like Human Target is just like, oh, such a good fucking story. Like I'm just like waiting for the next issue every time I read Human Target. But it's also like that book started off with Batman in it, right? And like the story just gets you like that. Like you don't need to know shit about Human Target. Like it was a solid because it started off with Lex Luthor and like the Justice League of America and all that kind of shit. So like you knew recognizable characters. These are just a bunch of, like I've said in the Discord, characters that nobody knows or cares about, right? Like, they're not household names. And um, not to the majority of people is what I'll say. And so, like, as I'm reading this story, I'm like, okay, what is going on here? Why, Why should I care about these characters? And King is doing the classic thing where he's telling a story within a story, or he's telling a story through the perspective of somebody telling a story, because we know that the narrations in this book are coming from the helmet. The helmet is telling the Dr. Fate's helmet is yeah. telling a story. And so he is kind of giving us like what is happening with everybody. And um, I don't know. I think it's, it's, I'm, I'm interested to see who the helmet is talking to, because I don't think he's talking to the characters that we know have the helmet right now. So yes, I, I, I think that that is one of the bigger reveals. Now, the yeah. question is, is that reveal on issue five or is that the issue 11 reveal? Yeah, I feel like we'll get that reveal earlier because like King doesn't wait. I mean, unless it's this mini series, right? Like the mini series, you get the big reveal at the end. But I feel like these 12 issue maxi series, we usually get like if there is a hidden character, we usually get them like in the first five issues. And then you're like, okay, now we know the hidden character, but what, where's the story going to go now? Because I think the big thing is I kind of hate when a lot of people make you wait 12 issues for the mystery character. And then you're like, that's who it was? Like, okay. Because like, yeah. if you put everything into the mystery character and it's not a banger, then I think it hurts the story a lot. And I think yeah, King does. kind of knows that. And he's just like, let me reveal early and then show why they're a part of the story, which I think is good because I'm just like, yeah. okay, cool. Like that's a good way to tell a story. Um, so I'm interested to see where that's going to go. But yeah, I will say that again, I have no vested interest in any of these characters yet, but I am interested to see why, you know, and I'm interested to see like, uh, I'm interested in the fucking little rascals that they got in here and seeing they're like, we're going to kill some people. And I'm like, Okay, I want to, and, and that's, the, that's the thing. It seems like everybody that we're involved in with yeah. this story is either killing or wanting to kill, or like it. Like, there is a lot of death in this issue, yes. Um, for a issue that we're not like really super invested in yet, uh, we have the kids planning the death of whoever killed their friend, yeah. Then we see the creeper and a whole bunch of torture, right? Then we see this. A uh, random incident um, with this uh, oil rig mm-hmm. blows the fuck up and kills a lot of people there. And then there's you mean the boat? Ki- oh no, the oil rig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah. I remember. And then there's these kids on the phone and a character that I feel like I should know. I don't have any clue who this is. Um, has a giant V 
on his uh, suit. Um, yeah, he gives off um, what's his name's vibes, but it's not him, from my understanding. Uh, the guy in Peacemaker, Vigilante. Yeah, kind of looks like that, but I don't think it's him. So yeah, I don't. I don't think it's him either. Uh, but he kills this hostage that this kid has, um, and it's just like holy shit. There's a like there's a lot of death, and I feel like I should be worried about this. But again, I don't know what's happening, so yeah. I'm gonna have to pick up the pieces later on in the story. Yeah, and we'll find that out. I mean, I think this is one of those again. It's gonna be a slower burn. But as King does, like, you know, it's usually, you know, depending on the story, I think there are going to be moments like like human target. Like, I'm just waiting issue to issue. But I think something like uh, Strange Adventures, if you read that from beginning to end, it's a fantastic fucking story. But week to, that was like bi-monthly at one point. So it was yeah. like, I already forgot what happened in the previous issue. So um, it's just kind of how it is. Some of King's books are sit down and read in one go. And uh, I think this is going to definitely be one of those. Um, but we'll have to wait and see where it goes from there. Uh, moving on to the next book. Uh, I didn't read this book because we obviously dropped it a long time ago. But apparently there was some new, like, bat women in Batman Incorporated. I don't know if you saw that. But there's, like, some new Batman female ladies. Um, oh, kind really? of cool. But uh, other than that, that's kind of all you got to know. Um there i didn't read that story don't care about that story but let's move on to lazarus planet i don't care about this book here's one thing i noticed clay one thing i noticed don't really give that much fuck about magic in dc i don't really I mean, care that much and the thing is um for you 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 told me this as soon as we like as soon as we became friends really yeah. is if it's not batman i don't give a shit yeah and most of the time most of the time and retrospectively it's just like okay batman usually doesn't deal with magic so yeah. why the fuck should i care about magic and this is all about magic so i mm -hmm. understand why you would not care about this yeah um and i'm gonna have to almost say you don't have to but here's the issue there is a huge clickbaity article this week that i posted a discord uh that stated mark wade is changing magic in the yeah. dc universe forever and i don't know if i read the same issue that they did i don't remember anything absolutely like oh my god i can't believe the magic users now have to go through this yeah you know um this is a very weird book and I will be completely honest with you. Do you know what vibes this book gives me? Uh, that shitty Bendis run. Yes. Uh, what is it? Uh, Alzaris or not? Uh, what, they, uh, what were they called? Uh, um, they were, uh, fuck. I can't even remember the name. Yeah, uh, actually. uh, 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 shit. Uh, um, Archimedes or some weird, it was some weird ass name. They were one of the people. They're not like they're um they're not the League of Assassins. They're um oh, it's Laz it's not Lazarus, it's something like that. It's like on the tip of my tongue. Uh or fucking forget the name. I can't but, remember. Yeah, it, it's some organization. It's yeah, it, it was another organization. It was so stupid because it was an organization that was like their mission was to destroy every organization within yeah. DC. Yeah. 
uh within yeah. the DC universe. Uh I can't remember the name. It's of funny because it. they're actually in that Catwoman anime movie, and I'm I'm forgetting their name because I just saw it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I forget what it's called. Uh and like but, the yeah. big thing was like having Manhunter in there and shit. That was just so stupid. Yeah, it was it was um dumb. Arcadius? No. Um are our... I feel like we could be here forever, but Leviathan. It, anyway, there you go. Leviathan. Leviathan. Yeah, it, was, it was a serpent of some kind. This this gives me event Leviathan vibes. Hardcore. Yeah. Um because you have random characters that are unfortunately not being used uh, that much within your normal books at DC. That of Supergirl, Power Girl, Blue Devil, uh, Zatanna, Blue Beetle, Cyborg. Uh, we have Mary Marvel or, you know, uh, I don't know if she's called Mary Marvel in here anymore. But... Yeah. Uh, you know, she has the champion of Shazam book, so I'm not entirely sure why, like, they feel the need to put her in this story. Um, but, you know, they're on now on this big mission to, like, save the world because of the... I didn't even know uh, Niza's son's name until the very end of this book. Yeah, in Hell his name. something. The Hell it's, Boy. It's... Some hell green bull or something, yeah, it's uh, stupid. King Firebull, yeah, is his name, yeah. And the more and more I think about it, Mark Wade mm -hmm. is the same as Bendis, oof, ouchies. But here, but here's the way that he gets away with it Bendis took one of the biggest characters. Mm -hmm. of DC and said nobody's allowed to touch him and I get to do whatever the fuck I want with him Yeah. whereas Mark Wade said hey I'm going to get both of the most popular characters y'all can do whatever the fuck y'all want with those characters I want to have fun with mine mm -hmm. and he had his fun with World's Finest people loved it because of Dan Moore's art yeah. And the wackiness of it not being continuity. And then all of a sudden it became continuity and people were like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. But I still think a lot of people read the book or are still reading the book as its own little adventure. As like yeah, not something that's super consequential. But when you look at these types of stories, Wade, slow the fuck down. Yeah, like, I, don't I don't know, know what's going on. What is going on, and what I didn't know what was going on in Batman versus Robin. Yeah, like yeah. that was fucking crazy as hell, and it makes me worried about going to read his old stuff. But I know that Snyder used to write really good shit too, so I'm like, okay, maybe Wade's old stuff will actually be good. But if it's anything close to this, I'm gonna fucking hate it. So yeah. I hope it's not. Um, but anyways. Here's one thing that I saw because you posted that thing uh, from Twitter about this changing the universe or whatever. I saw somebody posted this panel and I don't know what it's from, but somebody was like, I always like this explanation of magic in DC. And it has like Constantine Zatanna and all these people fighting Dr. Manhattan. I don't remember if this happened in Doomsday Clock or not, but it's Dr. Manhattan talking about magic. And he's all like, you all believe you're wielding magic. 
He was all, I must perform a deeper analysis, but I feel this power you are harnessing is in reality the scraps of creation, like the random errors in a computer code discarded and forgotten, uh, left to be picked up and used by those who also find themselves discarded and forgotten. Magic. I thought that was interesting. Magic is part of creation. Um, yes, I so this was in Doomsday Clock. I believe it was issue eight or nine. Okay. It was when they all decided to go to Mars because he was mm. waiting. Uh, and they made like a pocket dimension on Mars yeah. uh, where they like tried to like slow him down or fight him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's a cool explanation. I don't remember that at all because Doomsday Clock is still not in a hardcover that I can buy and read. Um, which I think is ridiculous. Yeah, but, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. For some reason, we had to wait like four years to get the deluxe of City of Bane. I don't know why that took forever. So I'm still waiting for Doomsday Clock. But yeah, Lazarus Planet, Batman becomes a demon in this at one point. Um, that's the one thing I saw, and I was like, I don't care. Um, it just seems like there's too much going on, man. Like, And I think that's why I like to... like. And it's weird, too, because it's not that I, I, I hate magic or I don't care. It's just magic can be so OP and wild that I'm just like, meh, you know, like it's just it could do anything. And I think that it I don't feel like there's any stakes. You know what I mean? I would be interested in somebody like Zatanna losing her magic and maybe trying to learn how to get it back. Like that would be an interesting story for me. Well, and, but, and here's here's your the example to what you just said. Um, within the last three years, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure both Zatanna and Constantine have both died, and now they're back. Yeah, it's so easy due, for them to come due back. to magic. They oh, died really? because of magic, and they were brought back because of magic. Yeah. It wasn't because of like. A crisis level event that brought them back no mm -hmm. it was due to magic on both ends like uh zatanna basically sacrificed herself in uh one of the stories that i believe uh that uh tynan was actually writing okay um, it was like the justice league dark uh oh uh, but tynan story. would just kill people and bring them back next issue yeah. but like that that was it's it's just kind of ridiculous yeah um and for both of them to happen like back to back, it was just like, okay. Uh, and so I totally get that. I get the fact that like there could be almost no consequences. Yeah. Uh, because you always have the, the very famous line of like magic always costs something. There's yeah. always, there's always something bad that's going to happen with the use of magic. And it's like, is it really? Yeah. There will be like a giant demon that you have to fight for like 30 issues. Mm -hmm. Uh but we all know you're going to win. It's just like, whatever, you know? Yeah. And magic's like the butt of the jokes too, right? Like I know I saw King talk about this in an interview. He said the running joke at DC when there's like continuity errors in stories is to be like, uh, Dr. Manhattan did it. And like, they would ask their editors, like, can we use Dr. Manhattan in the story? And the editors would be like, no. And so like, they just, Dr. Manhattan's apparently extremely protected at DC. Um, Sh which uh, which is wild because like we've seen more Manhattan in DC comics than we've seen Phantasm. So like Phantasm must be like on a super S tier list of like cannot use unless story is awesome. Yeah. 
Um, but like, yeah, pretty, pretty crazy stuff. Again, I don't care for what Wade's doing. And it seems like we're going to be getting a lot of Wade going forward. He must be the head of DC right now when it comes to writing. Because I don't think lot. he is, though. I don't think he is. That's the thing. Yeah. I think that, again, it may be a Bendis, you know, situation mm-hmm. where they kind of like, hey, we paid a lot of money to get you back in D.C. Um, so we'll just give you all these books because you'll have to write that much in order for us to even make our money back. Yeah. You know, Yeah, it sucks. Um, but I mean, Bendis did the same thing. Like all of his events were garbage. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Lazarus planet. I mean, I haven't been excited for Lazarus planet since it got announced. Like I'm yeah, ever since, ever Dawn since we DC. saw, ever since we saw the, the fate helmet on Batman, yeah. we were just like, eh, no. And they did it for like one, it was, he, it was a few panels. You're really selling me on that. Like you're putting like on every cover and shit too. Like, yeah, uh, it's not even part of it. Um, if you had to like, if you were telling the story that the hate, the, the fate helmet wouldn't let Batman go, like Batman wanted to get away from it. Like, that's a good story. Like it's cause like, apparently it does that to everybody. It takes over, right? Like you are now part of that helmet and the helmet will not let you go unless you die. Um, and so like, that would be interesting to see how Batman gets out of that situation. But yeah, I don't know don't care for this story i saw he was a demon and i saw robin trying to do a bunch of shit too and i was just like yeah like robin 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 was uh basically the batman in this book giving everybody orders um and like wade made it a point to like basically make batman say you can trust damien like he makes the rules now like you listen to him basically um and I don't like I don't really need that. Like I yeah. think the best thing about Damien is when he kind of falls into those situations because you're not expecting him to like for the longest time we were never expecting him to be the great leader that he could be in Titans, right? Yeah. Uh in the Teen Titans. And every single time that he was a part of the Teen Titans, they always made him an asshole again. And like for this, it kind of feels like it's forced upon him mm-hmm. and it's forced upon us to be like, oh, Damien's going to be this great leader through this whole Lazarus planet thing. We love him. Like, yeah, nah, I don't really feel it. Yeah. I mean, you didn't make me care for him in all of those damn issues that you're putting out there. Like he was still kind of being a little dick. So like, you know, um, uh, Damien has a, a, a big problem for DC at times because I don't think anybody knows how to really write a good, compelling Damien story. I think his best stories were in Super Sons when he was learning to live like or be friends with John. Like those were some of the best Damien stories. But I don't know. Everybody always makes him the angsty shithead kid. And yeah. like, you know, we see how far that got Red Hood, you know, not very far. Well, so. and again, like I. I liked it for his introduction, mm-hmm. but I need character growth. I don't need a character solidified in this one aspect of his life because it's just boring. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, much like this issue. So um, that's Lazarus Planet. We will keep you posted on any other weird shit Batman gets into. He's already had the fate helmet and now he's a demon. So we'll see. He also died. Let's not forget that. He died. Yeah. And they threw him in the Lazarus pit. So he should be evil, which I think is why the demon was able to take him over so fast. But 
let's see how they get out of that because this is apparently continuity now. So Batman has died. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I th- Doing that had already made me hate it too. So it is what it is. Uh, let's knock out Human Target and then we will end with Adventures Continues because I do want to talk about the ending of Adventures Continues. Um, but yeah, Human Target, first of all, you are the resident uh, comic book reader here. Is this a new lantern or is this a lantern that's been around before? This is a lantern that has been around before. Okay. He actually is in several episodes, I believe several, if not just one episode of Batman Brave and the Bold. Uh, I thought this was just Tom King writing uh, Mitch Gerard's into a book. <laughs> that's what a lot of yeah. people have said. It does definitely look like Mitch. Um, I, I like this character. This character was a bit much in this book. Um, there was a lot of literal vomit and word vomit in this (laughs) book. Um, and because of that, I think it is a little bit of drunks are though. Yes. Yes. It was a bit much for me. So if like, if I had high hopes for it, as far as like the story in total, it would have to be knocked down because of how wordy this book was. Um, it, it it did hurt it a little bit, um, but I did like it. Um, but I don't like the implications of what it means for the future of this story. I feel like now it's a little bit predictable. Um, of course, Juice could not wait whatsoever. Nope. Uh, and, oh, that's something that we haven't announced yet. Um, we got cleared, uh, and we do have a... Uh, a green check next to our name and we will yeah. have the books for a whole nother year. So thank you DC for giving us the opportunity to read books in advance and, you know, just have this knowledge and to have fun with it. Yeah. Uh, but we, uh, y- you are impatient and you've already read the next issue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like because of what happens in this book and the implications that chance is kind of giving off, uh, at the end of this book, uh, I kind of have a scenario in my mind. Of course, you cannot react to it yeah, um, <laughs> on air. Um, but I'll, I'll even talk to you after uh, after we stop recording to even see if I'm right. But, uh, but you know, overall, like, how did you feel about this book? Uh, other than Nart, uh, Nart, I think that's his name, Nart being a... Uh, uh, a drunk and all of this other stuff. Like how, how'd you fare for this book? So I like the character, but I've never seen this character before again. Like, you know, I don't read, I've read green lantern, but I've never seen this character. So yeah. I was just all like, okay, is this a new character? Did Tom King just create? Cause like, I feel like when it comes to the lanterns, that's like the easiest characters you could create for, you know, they're like, Oh yeah, he's a lantern. Like if you like, you could just make a new character, be a lantern easily. Cause the lanterns are a space basically space police you know and so um i was like all right interesting i had no problem with this uh my thing was is we know from the last issue which was the batman issue which i think was really really awesome that we were questioning is uh you know uh fucking guy alive because that's what chance came up to because chance was talking about like or chase it's chase right yeah chase Um, Chase was all, if if he was dead, Batman would know. And Batman would be coming after us. So there's a problem. Like, he's not dead. Now, unfortunately, 
it was kind of spoiled for us that we knew the outcome of this in Discord because Drew talked to fucking Mitch Gerards himself. And Mitch Gerards was like, oh, that's not what it seems. And Drew was like, oh, I know what happens now. I was like, thanks for not fucking putting a spoiler mark on that. I didn't want to know this fucking story. So I kind of already knew. Now, granted, I thought there would probably be something. Tom King has killed people before. He killed Alfred. Alfred is still dead. So, yeah. like, I could see him killing Guy Gardner, and I, I would be okay with it because I don't give a fuck about Guy Gardner. But, like, King also always has an out to, like, do something drastic in his story, but then make it okay, right? Like, he had a way to bring back Alfred. And he yeah. was all like, they were like, no, leave him dead. And he was like, okay. And he's still dead today. And so, no. like, I figured they could have brought, he could have brought back Guy. Like, that could have been predictable, but I liked not knowing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, kind of knowing that Guy was already, like, he's going to get brought back because we heard about it. Um, I was like, eh, so the, the reveal wasn't too crazy. But hearing about what happened and seeing how uh, Chase, like, dealt with him again, like, when he took his ring off, I thought was kind of cool. Because it was very batman -y. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I enjoyed that. Um, I'm actually going to share with you, Juice, uh, mm -hmm. my screen here to show you one of the first appearances of Nort. Um, nice. This is what he looks like classic. But recently, he was in a story of Future State. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's him in Future State. God damn. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I, I like the classic version. I don't know why they had to make him look like Hulk and shit. Like what? He the hell? Like a freaking werewolf, man. He yeah. Just, this was so jarring when this came out. Yeah. People were like, "Holy shit, is that him?" And like you see here on our screen, um, of course, the uh, listeners, you, yeah. you cannot. Um, we're looking at a Google search of North he, images. He has been in, like I said, Batman: Brave and the Bold. He has been a part of Justice League Action. He has been a character that has been out there before. Yeah. Uh, so when when I saw him being a part of the story, I didn't mind it. Uh, and I did like how, like, because for one, like, you can't go to any other lantern on Earth mm -hmm. and convince them, hey, you know that top secret file, like, room that you have on everybody in the known galaxy yeah take me there you know yeah. you can't say that to al you can't say that to john stewart you know you can't say that to jessica or simon baz or kyle rayner you you just can't yeah so getting somebody like nort it's very easy to just kind of have that there yeah uh so i did enjoy that um the thing about guy uh again yeah we understood a small spoiler to us that you know it wasn't all that it seemed and when we read issue what was it nine we were like what the fuck does that even mean yeah and then the very beginning of this issue chase is like hey you know this uh or or he said ice knows that guy is alive mm-hmm and I didn't, I need to understand why she knows. Yeah. So it like, because at the very end of nine, he says, oh, it must mean that guy is alive. Mm -hmm. So it was a weird, like, 
I can't remember the exact word, but it sounded like Chase knew he was alive. Yeah. And in the beginning of this one, it sounded like it was a surprise to him, but not a surprise to Ice. But he knows that Ice knows, but Ice doesn't know that he knows. Yeah. Very confusing. Yeah. So it's, it's like just the like... Friends episode. <laughs> <laughs> Everything goes like... back to Friends. <laughs> so it's just like, okay, what are the implications to this? What does it mean and everything else? So we go back, we see that everything up to Guy's actual quote-unquote death is Mm -hmm. in his file, along with this fake uh, alert that both the human target and ICE submitted to, you know, play along with their little plan, right? Yeah. Um, And then randomly we see uh, the human target want to see his file. And we get to see a little bit of his backstory, his father, his mother, the countless killings that he's done. Yeah. Uh, it goes all the way until like last week and then yesterday. Like I, I really like that. Um, and then you see like a zoomed out panel and you see his file is so fucking thick. Yeah. Uh, it is like bursting with green energy pages because it's all like holographic or whatever. Um, so... I really enjoyed these uh, those moments of this book. Actually, seeing Guy um, when he pops up in the uh, in the bar, mm-hmm. I really love this because of what uh, King wrote here. He says here, um, Kevin and Keith's. He says a pool joint downtown that's been closed for repair for last uh, for the last month. About 20 minutes drive from where I saw guys uh, burst into a thousand pieces. That's how much he cared. The whole universe opened to him and how uh, and that's how far he ran. 20 fucking minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That was good writing. I really enjoyed that because like he guy is the kind of person in this story where it's just like, oh, I could go anywhere. But, you know, I, I don't give a fuck about my life about the people around me and i definitely don't care about this human target guy so you know whatever the whatever Um, play pool he's an asshole like it's it's, yeah it's guy like now this fucking punch man they're gonna keep memeing this punch with guy um it's happened now four times three or four times in the span of nine issues yeah, uh, or probably. 10 issues uh, because there was the first fight. Then there was the second fight. That wasn't really a fight because of the car. Uh, yeah. Got, got hit. And then the third fight was what got him uh, shattered into a million pieces. Yeah. And now this one, that's four. Like he's got his ass handed to him four times. And technically, because now he has learned that what happened the third time wasn't really what happened. Um, But I don't know if I necessarily like how the human target one-ups guy in the bar. Because it's just like, uh, would he necessarily know that? And again, it's semantics. It's nitpickiness of just like... And again... It may have been something that was off panel while he was at Oa, literally, mm-hmm. you know, just him learning a few things about the Green Lanterns. Um, 
but he literally slaps what peanut butter or I like I, a I peanut remember, substance on him. Yeah. Uh, onto guy's mouth. What I did like is uh, the reasoning why the ring wouldn't save guy, which is, Oh, this asshole is uh, so prideful, so prideful yeah. that he thinks telling anybody of any type of quote unquote weakness uh, is below him and he didn't let oa and or the ring know that he was allergic to peanuts yeah yeah no i had no problem with that it felt very batman-y and i know a lot of people are gonna talk shit about that like that's gonna be the new thing oh king wrote fucking guy getting knocked out by a peanut allergy like what dude that shit kills people like every year no and and that's totally fine for me it's the idea of of the human target knowing that information as far as the rings part, not necessarily guys part. Well, he got it from the file though. Didn't he? Did he get it from the file? I think he gets it from the file, but the rings wouldn't know. Like the rings would only save them from what the user lets them know from my, that's what I, that's what I mean. Like the fact that, that this is narration from the human target and he Mm -hmm. is telling us, Oh, if you didn't know, this is how the ring saves people from this. Like, how mm. would he know that? But like I said, it could have been something that was off panel, whatever. I can yeah. headcanon that. And so it doesn't bother me that much. But I know it could be something that people do pull apart when trying to, like, say this is, like, a bad book or whatever. Yeah. So, I feel like... I think that would go along the lines of people knowing kryptonite is Superman's weakness. Batman uh, doesn't kill. Like... You know, that could easily be a lantern thing that the rings save them from whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think that could be one of those stipulations. Um, So, no, that doesn't bother me at all. I thought it was different. I am always in for creative ways of people getting defeated. And for him to hold a fucking EpiPen over him to get the information he wants, I think is clever as fuck. I'd be like, oh, yeah. You know, I thought that was awesome. And they even show him going to a pharmacy for some reason. And so I was like, why the fuck are they doing that? You know, um, but it plays into the idea. Maybe he needs to buy something because, you know, he's dying of poison. So maybe he needs some painkillers or whatever. But it was a nice bait and switch. And I thought that was really cool. And then after that, we see Guy do the thumbs up because, you know, um, uh, to get the EpiPen, he was like, you're going to tell me everything that happened. And we're going to go from there. And then we see at the very ending, um, we, we know at the start of the story, Ice got drugged, so uh, Ch- Chase could do all of this, right? And he's just kind of telling her, like, what happened. Like, he went through that. And he kind of just basically lets her know, like, I know you're in on this. And she's like, oh. And then he was up, but, uh, you know, to us. And they're, like, toasting. And then we'll see what happens in the next issue. Um, I'll, overall, I... I think this is such a great fucking story. Like the human target has been so interesting. I think this has been some of the best cliffhangers King has done. Like the cliffhangers are just really good in this whole series. Um, I don't think danger streets are anywhere close to these. What else? And I don't even know. I don't remember. I know Rorschach had some really good cliffhangers, but I don't know if they were as good as these either. I just think like each story, I'm just like, damn, I, I want to know what's next. Yeah. So um, this would definitely probably be one of my probably more favorite uh, King stories, to be honest. 
Um, cause it's just been fucking every issue like has been pretty solid in my opinion. So yeah, I don't know. I like it. I can't really say much more. I reread the next one. So kind of go from there, <laughs> but, um, overall good story. I know that the, we have some people in the discord that said they're going to read it after it's completed. So, um, definitely worth, uh, worth reading. Cause it's such a, such a good book. Let's move on to the last book of this week that we are reading. Um, and it is Batman the Adventure Continues, or Batman the Animated Series The Adventure Continues, uh, season three. So Paul Dini is writing this with, um, is it Alan Burnett? I forget the the actual other writer's name. Uh, Alan Burnett, yeah. Yeah, Alan Burnett. So Paul Dini and Alan Burnett returning uh, to write some more Batman the Animated Series. What blows my mind is how Dini still makes this feel like the animated series. Mm-hmm. it's so and it's not just the art it is the writing like i feel like i would watch that in an animated series the dialogue all works what batman would say what the villains would say it's so good and this particular story i think introduces a new character named muscle no um, he was at the very end of season two really um, muscle yes. out yes or whatever his name is uh he his his name is the muscle um, I don't remember he this. Was he was in season two? They actually referenced the story that happened in this issue. Um, he was going after Montoya in season two. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So I'm uh, it up right now. So I I had a lot of fun with this. Uh, it does uh, bring back one of my, if not my favorite villain of the batman animated series um yeah. in this uh in this story so a great start to season three i do agree with you uh it wasn't just the art i did have uh just all of the other voices from the animated series r.i.p uh kevin conroy uh, mm-hmm. in this with me and it was great i absolutely loved it uh and again i just i love the uh the kind of spin that this has at the, at the near end. And I know you have, you want to talk about it, but muscle again is a character that uh, was hired by what is her name? Uh, uh, Vestra. Or, um, I can't remember. Her yeah. It's, it's a kind of a, um, Val- yeah, it's Vestra Valstra. I forget her first name. Um, but I know Penguin talks about it. Oswald. I'm trying to find her actual name. I'm but her last at... name is Vestra. It's the Vestra family. Uh, Esther. Esther uh, yeah. Valestra. Yeah. Um, and so uh, they're trying to find her. And if they find her, then they can find the ring that sh- the crime ring that she's a part of and all of this. Uh, we also see a little bit of her story. Um, with her having dinner with uh, Penguin, Black Mask, and even uh, Rupert Thorne. Rupert Thorne, thank you. Uh, and we get a little, uh, you know, crazy side of her as well when she like stabs the food and everything. Really loved all of this. Really yeah. chewing up the scenery uh, when I was uh, reading this as well. Um, I love the conversation that Batman has with Alfred um, uh, when. Uh, you know, Batman is still like, hey, Muscle is still gonna try something. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't trust him. We got we 
I got to make sure that I'm there, even though I wasn't officially uh, invited invited to the transfer of muscle. And Alfred's like, hey, you know, miracles happen. He could have a change of heart. And <laughs> Batman's like, not in this town. Yeah. And he freaking drives off. Because he's Love- like weary of the priest, too. Like he doesn't yes. he doesn't believe the priest is an actual like man of faith or he doesn't believe that he's maybe like a good priest. Um, and so like that is uh, very interesting. We find out he's not a good priest and that he's working to get muscle out, but also to double cross him. And he puts him in jail and he's working with lockup. Yeah, which I think was awesome. Which I do find it very funny that lockup is Batman calls him out on it. He's like, I like how you're taking the money from the criminals you swore that you'd put behind bars. And yeah. like, but now lockup is now a prisoner, like a, a like he a jailer and an executioner, judge and executioner now. So he kills. He wasn't killing in the animated series. Um, yeah. but he kills now because well, he can't be a guard anywhere. Uh yeah. so he's got to do things his own way. So I thought this was really cool. There's this big fight between um lockup and batman and he tries to save muscle and muscle punches him he's like i just want to make sure you're good as not you're good as when we first fought and then batman punches him back and he's all like well what do you think <laughs> about he, that <laughs> and he even has like a little smirk while he's unlocking the yeah. cage. I, I love it man so i thought that was really cool and essentially we see batman and muscle trying to beat lockup lockup actually gets the best of batman and he has him dead to rights and muscle comes back and he's like i could let the bat die like i don't need to save him but you know he kind of saved me let me go help him out and he ends up saving his life from lockup batman does batmany things with a laser cuts the floor lockup falls to the ground police show up and kind of cuff everybody and this is the very end that i thought was interesting that i want to have a discussion about because you know, Batman is kind of saying, like, you know, you had to change your heart. And he was like, they're not going to give you or Montoya's talking to him. And she's like, oh, you know, hey, there's not going to be any leniency because we were going to have if you were going to talk, we were going to give you some leniency. But now that you betrayed us, we can't do anything for you now. And he's all like, it doesn't matter. I don't I'd rather have Rupert Thorne and all of them go down. Like, I don't care. Like, as long as they pay, like, it is what it is. And then Batman says, yeah. oh, well, I'll make a I'll make a call. Yeah, if you want time off, like if you want to try to lower your sentence, I'll make a call. And it shows later, and it shows him getting injected with something, and then we see the Suicide Squad leader, which is Amanda Waller, and she's all, welcome to Task Force X. And I I know why you have a problem with this, though. Yes, yes. So Batman giving somebody to Amanda Waller who could die in the scheme of Task Force X, is this something Batman would do? Because it's very contradictive. It is very contradictive. And here's here's my outs on these, okay? On, on, on the possibility of Batman being okay with this. Mm-hmm. Again, people will attack me for this reasoning. Again, I'm reaching. I am very far reaching. If the bomb goes off in their head, it's a consequence of a bad guy still wanting to do a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I think. Again, it could easily be Waller being an asshole and being like, oh, you're not following orders to the T. Boom, yeah. you're dead. 
you know, again, I understand that. But for the most part, Waller is trying to do these missions that do end up somewhat helping, you know, the overall good of whatever mission it is. Yeah. Uh, so I could see that being a, kind of a reasoning of like, okay, you know, if ultimately this person dies, it's because they were still attempting to do a bad thing. Yeah. And I gave them the chance to do good and they still didn't take it, you know, yeah. whatever. Uh, or Batman is allowing Task Force X to actually happen because he has a way of stopping it and we don't know it yet. Hmm. I mean, you would think Batman has a way to do everything, right? So yeah. I'm I don't hate that this happened, but I know it's a conversation people would have. I definitely questioned it when I saw it. I yeah. had to reread his his dialogue and I was yeah. like, wait, did Bruce, did Batman give Amanda Waller a call? Yeah. Or did Bruce give somebody else a call and then end up end up you know getting in the hands of Amanda Waller? Well, Amanda Waller already knows his identity. So yeah. we know that here. This is my thought. Well, one, I've always said that I think Batman should have put Red Hood in the Suicide Squad. Like I've already yeah. talked about that on the podcast before. So I can't sit here and be like, I think this is really bad. Cause like, I, I just think like Batman would want to get in on these crime organizations, right. Or these crazy super government agencies to have an in, right. Cause he can't be everywhere as much as he wants to be. This is why I think Batman is okay with it. And I think it's because he knows even if he tries to stop it, it's going to happen no matter what. So he does it as an like a necessary, I guess, cause. Like, you know how Batman lets the under the crime scene in Gotham continue because he's able to watch it more? Like that's yeah. how he gets information, but he doesn't want people killing, but he allows the selling of like the drugs and all that kind of stuff. Unless it's like happening to kids and shit. That's when he steps in and beats the shit out of some people. But for the most part, he knows crime is going to happen in Gotham. So he lets the lesser known things that aren't going to cause death happen, but he goes after the more serious shit, like the murders and all that kind of jazz. Yeah. So I can see him knowing that somebody like Amanda Waller is never going to stop even if Batman is on her tail. And so I think he's just like, look, it's either you can send your rest of your life in jail or I can make a call and you might be able to do some good. And maybe that's how Batman could use this to his advantage where he hits up muscle later and be like, what did you learn while you were in there? You know what I mean? Or like, well, how does she operate? How does she do that? That's how I could see Batman being okay with this. Um, but for the most part, the animated series version of Batman is a lot more lenient than comic Batman, in my opinion. Yeah. Because he does try to help out a lot of villains in that series. And, um, you know, uh, I think comic book Batman is a little bit more brutal and shit like that. So um, I kind of think that's where it comes from. But I do think this is something that would definitely catch people off guard. And I think it's a conversation starter. And I think some people might hate it. I think some people would be like, oh, he's just sending him to his death. And I'm like, I mean, you could say that about Batman putting Robin and everybody in danger, too, when he sends kids out there. So, yeah, you know, it, it's definitely a, one of those things where you toe the line with Batman. But, I mean, the person would have to agree to be a part of Task Force X. 
I think. Yeah. So, um, because I think Amanda Waller gives everybody the option for the most part, right? How fucked up would that be? Hey, you're going to be a part of my task force S. What is that? Oh, well, you listen to me, go on missions. You have the possibility of leaving jail early. And I put a bomb in your head. Oh, that doesn't sound great. Too bad. Like, yeah, (laughs) that would be suck. Yeah. But for the most part, great issue, though. Like, yes, absolutely. Amazing. Like, he's still so badass. I'm excited to see where this story goes or how it continues. I wonder if he'll do more Task Force uh, X stuff. Um, but I need to check if they have the hardcovers for these because I don't own them yet. Um, uh, because these have neither been Neither do I. Now, I do believe I was literally just checking it. Um, I am getting, I believe, oh, no, it wasn't on this one. Uh I thought because I have I have the Lonely City hardcover coming to mm-hmm. me uh, sometime this uh, weekend, uh, but I I also need to look at season one and season two uh, to see uh, if I could possibly get them on sale or anywhere because um, yeah. we love these they're they're absolutely yeah. fun. Speaking of Task Force X, you know last season we had or was it the first season we had Deathstroke. They introduced Deathstroke into this universe. So, they introduced Red Hood too, didn't they? And they introduced Red Hood. Yeah. So maybe you can get your story there. Um, but yeah. also, like, with the breadcrumbs that we already have of uh, of Deathstroke, maybe, you know, we'll see him come back as well. I think it could be a lot of fun. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see. Uh, I'm looking at Amazon right now, and they only have paperbacks, which kind of mm. sucks, man. Uh, I wonder if they'll ever do like season one, two and three combined. Cause I don't know how many issues this goes for. Um, um, it actually might say on the cover of the book. Adventure the- season two is one through seven. So, you know, usually that's how much a, you know, a regular paperback is, Yeah. but I, you know, it'd be nice to have a deluxe version of, you know, the adventures continues uh, in hardcover. That'd be really nice. But yeah. yeah, this is some of the best Batman that you can read, especially if you love the animated series. But for the most part, uh, good comics this week. Um, you know, is it next week that we finally get to read Catwoman One Bad Day? Or is I, it? I think I it's next week. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, remember, we're not covering Catwoman anymore. Um, I have skimmed 51. And there's a good reason why we're not covering it. Um, so uh, Bane is next week. So it's. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, we'll be talking about the Bane one. That is the Williamson one that I was uh, I mentioned earlier. Um, it's a decent read. Uh, definitely some talking points that we'll be able to talk about uh, with that. But that is going to be it for this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Clay, do you got anything going on this week, man? Uh, yeah. So on Star Wars Alliance, we are of course uh, reviewing uh, the Bad Batch season two, episode three was this week. So go check out re- our review of that. Um, and on Ranger Alliance, we have the, uh, which is coming out the Monday after you're hearing this, uh, we are reviewing the first, uh, well, actually, no, 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 we're just doing comics, but we will be soon, uh, later this month, reviewing the first five episodes of Alien Rangers. We're finally out of the original MMPR, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers phase of our rewatch. Uh, dude, I was looking at it. And if we do the way that we, uh, the way that our format is on that show, mm-hmm. watching three episodes every other week, 
and just continuing it until we, you know, just we're never going to catch up because there's so yeah. much. That's 13 years worth of content. Y'all are doing it every other week? Yeah. Uh, why well, you can't? I would do it weekly. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I find it very hard to listen to a podcast that isn't weekly. Like, there needs to be consistency for me. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? And I think if you, especially with YouTube content, like you have to have something a week, every week, one video for sure. Unless you're like a Mr. Beast or somebody that's like super popular, that's gonna, anybody's gonna watch your video no matter what. Um, I think if you're somebody starting out, consistency is key. So that's pretty crazy to to do it every two weeks. Yeah. Um, I think it's just, you, you gotta stay fresh in people's minds. That's why I hated when the panic attack stuff happened. I was like, fuck, we're gonna be down for like a month. Like, I don't want that. Um, which kind of really sucked, but it is what it is. I uh, oh. appreciate everybody sticking around. For me, I am uh, going to be working on... I'm working on the new channel stuff right now. Um, that's what I've been doing for the last few things, uh, last couple weeks. Uh, the sickness and anxiety shit has fucked me up, put me super behind. But I feel like I'm finally making a lot of progress. Uh, my birthday is this weekend. So uh, I might be doing a birthday stream on Sunday because uh, my Dallas Cowboys play on fucking Monday which I think is dumb, but uh, yeah, I might be doing a birthday stream on Sundays. Feel free to stop by that if you guys want to check that out. Um, follow the Shorts channel or the Twitch channel because it'll be simultaneously happening at the same time. But that is going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. As always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne, and remember, Batman is awesome. Batman!